0: And welcome to Live Vedanta, a podcast where we explore simple living and high thinking. Each week, we join Vivek Gupta as he offers insights on bringing the divine into the daily. Vivekji has experienced much of what the world has to offer, whether it is attending an elite business school or traveling to almost 50 countries. However, tired with the inconsistent and incomplete peace associated with these pursuits, he decided to turn his journey within. Over the last decade, Vivekji has shared his observations on the science of independent joy with communities across North America and beyond. This week, we're kicking off our series on inspiration. In these episodes, you'll hear a young adult from Chinmaya Mission read an inspirational quote, and in turn, Vivekji shares some of his insights that these quotes spark. Let's tune in.
1: Inspiration. We will begin with August 17th. And the reason we begin with August 17th is that is Krishna Janti this year. And there are many reasons why we're here, but if it weren't for God, none of us would be here. So let us remember Lord Krishna. Here's the quote A pleasing personality helps you win friends and influence people. Add character to that formula, and you keep those friends and maintain the influence. I learned two secrets about friendship when I was living at the uh, ashram. And it was fascinating because I learned these secrets when I had no friends. Here in Niagara Falls, in high school, in university, there are lots of friends, lots of social networks. And when one moves to the ashram, or at least at Sandipani, all of that is taken away. Your only friend is you, essentially. And that's where I learned about friendship, which is fascinating, how much we can learn just being by ourselves. The first secret I learned is that a friend is not someone who is friendly. A friend is someone who is dependable. That They may not be polite. They may not be uh, a smooth personality. But when you need them, they will be there. Many times we have people around us who are, they give us gifts and they're affectionate. But when we really need them, they don't pick up the phone call. That's the downfall of call screening. That You know, I know who's coming and who's calling, so I just don't pick it up. How many times have we done that? Right? What if that person's in need? And the second secret I learned is a friend is not someone who is friendly. A friend is someone who is conducive to our growth. Again, many nice people who say nice things, but if I'm doing something wrong, then you need to tell me that I'm doing something wrong. And you may, or I may face the risk, or you may face the risk of our friendship breaking up, but... That is what is needed for our growth. And if you go to The Dark Knight Rises, that's what um, Alfred did for Bruce Wayne. He told him what he needed to be told and how he grew from that. If he didn't, Bruce Wayne could have got killed. Gotham City could have disappeared. We'd have no hero. So what Zig Ziglar is trying to say in the first line is a pleasing personality, someone who smiles a lot, is affectionate, says, shares compliments, etc., But if they don't have character, if they don't have integrity between their body, mind, intellect, if they don't live up to the principles that they're talking about, etc., then you can't keep those friends because we know such personalities. If I tell you one thing but act in a different way, do you think you would have come to this retreat? No, because there's no growth that could have happened. And to maintain that influence, we always want to be around people we want to be like. But if there's no character, then I'm not going to want to be around you, so you can't have any influence on me. Here, character is highlighted, and there's a message where if you lose some money, something is lost. If you lose time, um, something more is lost. If you lose character, everything is lost. Money comes and goes, time comes and goes, but character. Think about the bad habits that we have. How difficult it is to overcome a bad habit. Think about if we have any good habits, how hard it was to develop that good habit, like thinking before we speak matters like that character and what we do with our discussions, what we do with our retreats. We try to build character. Okay. We begin with this Nina, pick a day.
0: February 2nd, until you commit your goals to paper, you have intentions that are seeds without soil anonymous
1: what kind of planner should you use you should use a planner that you can circle and cross and write and so on connecting this to the scriptures this quote a thought begins i believe the term is called para para means it's manifesting in the infinite it is beyond our comprehension but that's where it begins and even if you think about our thoughts where do our thoughts come from where do our thoughts go They begin with the infinite. After that, it gets into a stage, I believe is called Madhyama. Madhyama is where they uh, begin to be seen. So that source that is infinite, now it's taking some sort of shape. Then Pasha. Pasha means I can see it now. So it's taking more of a shape and now I I can wrap my head around this. And finally it's Vakya, where I manifest that thought. So from the infinite, it becomes more tangible, more tangible, and finally, I can express that. So here, too, we all have lots of dreams. When we are quiet, suppose we're driving or flying, we have all of these wonderful ideas, these wonderful dreams, these wonderful goals. And as soon as we leave that circumstance of driving or flying, or whenever you're walking, whenever you're quiet, do those dreams and goals and Um, ideas get accomplished, they don't, because they've not manifested fully, and if it's not manifested fully, then I can't uh, manifest them further, and now with technology, (laughs) this is becoming even more of a predicament, that I keep thing in an electronic form, but I keep forgetting it, it's not in my, in my sight, but back in the day, and even in that red bag I have, I have a paper planner because time is already so intangible, and time goes fast, time goes slow, and sleep time disappears. But with the planner, I make that which is intangible more tangible. In the movie um, Iron Man and Minority Report, etc., they take that which is intangible and try to make it more tangible. They keep opening it up so they can, what's manifested, they can manipulate. We have to make that which is intangible, tangible. And time, money, people are the greatest sources of stress in our lives, in that order. Time, then money, then people. And managing people is much harder than managing time, but they're the same principle. If you and I can learn how to manage time, we'll learn how to manage money, we'll learn how to manage people, that helps us to learn to manage our minds. And I've said this to all of you many times in discourses, one-on-one, use paper I'll give you a couple of more examples of this in goal setting one of the practices is write down your goals Because it's self-affirming then I keep seeing it. I keep seeing it And another practice in goal setting is use the words that you want to become When we are going around and sharing qualities we want to develop many people said discipline so use the word discipline in your writing in your reading in your quotes And it will begin to manifest more. I uh, appreciate this quote a lot. Just today, while you were all arriving, I keep this piece of paper with me, always. This is brain two. Brain one is in here. This is brain two. Brain two simply tells me at what time, where I have to be, and what I have to do. So there's a time slot, there's a where slot, and what. Then brain one can function. A lot of our inefficiency is because we don't know where we're supposed to be at what time and we generally know what to do But if I don't know where I'm supposed to be or or uh, at what time then how am I supposed to do that? so lock these into place and then brain one can operate and I drive a lot So I write so many ideas down and then I transfer these into my planner where it becomes even more real I keep doing that over and over again I've done this since elementary school, and it's helped me a lot. And I would share that you should try to do the same. Have you ever played a minesweeper? And you know when you've locked in certain ones that it's definitely not there, then you can start working on ones? That's like this. Begin to use paper, and watch how the intangible becomes tangible. For each of these quotes, I'll try to spend approximately five minutes. It's like that uh, those sports shows where they have two minutes and then the bell goes off like that. So that's sports, so you only need two minutes to think about that. This is philosophy, so we need five minutes. Uh, Rishabh, you have the next quote. February 21st. Uh, the happiness of most people, we know, is not ruined by great ca- catastrophes or fatal errors, but by the repetition of slowly destructive little things.
0: Uh, that's by
1: Ernest Daimnit. Gautam Buddha has shared... That two-thirds of our problems are, are what? Self-created. And in Yoga Shastra, I mean yogasana, one's physical health, it says over 90 percent of our illnesses are caused by ourselves. Imagine we didn't cause our own illnesses. Imagine how much more money America would have. Right? We cause our own illnesses and then medicine becomes a huge business. Here, what this quote is sharing is we tend to find that joy and then we tend to let go of that joy. I was teaching a high school class in Toronto and I had asked the group, how can we be happy? And one very insightful young girl said, we have to allow ourselves to be happy. We all have the potential to be happy, but do we want to be happy? And this is where I said, Where do we want to be reborn? And many said, Yeah, moksha, but do we really want to be free? Think about it. If we really wanted to be free, we wouldn't create problems for ourselves. But we have a pseudo addiction to sorrow. We thrive on stress and arguments and relationships and and so on and so forth. We like the drama. I saw a shirt that said, uh, outside drama, inside drama. <laughs> I love those corny Indians <laughs> sayings. <laughs> Some people mature in, in, in different ways. I know I'm mature because I become more, more Indian <laughs> as I mature. At least I believe I do. And the repetition of slowly destructive little things. See, we don't go out and hurt people actively. In, in major ways, but slowly, like pa- being passive-aggressive, as an example. Or making it a habit not to wake up on time. Or, okay, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour, then it gets cut down to 50 minutes, then 40 minutes, then 5 minutes. See, it happens slowly. And it leads to that destruction. The destruction of a building takes is immediate. The creation of a building takes a long time. The destruction of a personality tends not to happen immediately. It can. But for you and I, it will happen slowly if we don't pay attention to what has allowed us to be happy. And think, when are you most happy? Right now you don't look happy, but I know you're happy. (laughs) And I say that because we're in satsang, as was mentioned, we're in a sattvic environment. The sattvic happiness is very different than a rajasic happiness or a tamasic happiness. What is tamasic happiness? Tamasic happiness is when i see someone who's failed. It makes me happy, you know? I'm better than they are or at least they didn't go past me. Rajasic happiness is say sense pleasures that i had more cheddar cheese on my chili than the next person did. I finished it. And I saw some of you hoarding the cheddar, <laughs> cheddar cheese. <laughs> yeah. a sattvic happiness is finding a quote and it really going deep into our personality that I really feel that this quote is about me, this quote is, is moving me. We have to uh, experience sattvic happiness more, and that helps us to let go of chasing after rajas and chasing after tamas. And in a good example of that is our sleeping habits. I recently wrote in the Ivachar about what's the story, morning glory. Do you know where that phrase came from? What's the story, morning glory? From? It's an oasis song. What's the story, Morning Glory? <laughs> when we learn to wake up in the morning, we won't want to sleep as late. And I've shared this many times. Why we sleep so much is because we don't have a better reason to wake up. Whenever we have a better reason to wake up, why would we sleep? That doesn't make sense. If you have a better reason to be downstairs than upstairs, you won't be here. There is that logic in, our, in the way we operate. So here too, who is the responsibility on? Ourselves. Find a reason to wake up. Find a reason to uh, live by sattvic joy. Then we won't let rajas and tamas slowly pick us apart. And connecting this to sports, in tennis, many players win tennis by the errors of other players. Unforced errors, essentially. They don't even do anything spectacular, but they let the other person... Self-destruct. This happens a lot in Lumosity. If you ever played Lumosity, which you should, once you get into a rut, you just keep getting into a greater and greater and greater rut. And who caused it? I caused it. I should just shake out of it. But I just keep losing more and more. Shivani, next quote.
0: July 25th, my niece's birthday. You might not be what you say you are, but... What you say you are. Oh.
1: How many times have we heard, as you continue, so you are, so you become, so you do. So what's being shared here is, initially, you might not be what you say you are. That's when I'm casual. I may tell you I'm a very fast runner. I may tell you that I, I don't overeat and so on and so forth. But when I'm by myself, the truth will come out that maybe I'm not that fast, I need to be in better shape or, or eat in a more disciplined manner. Here, honesty is highlighted and it may not come off like that, but we have to see they're the same sentence, but just one is with greater emphasis. Are you being honest with who you are? Tomorrow, I go to a physician and I have a heart uh, murmur. I go to a cardiologist and they say, so how are you? What's going on? everything's fine. No, no problems whatsoever. That physician is so happy. They give me a bill and tell me to leave, right? It was no effort on their end. But what happens to my heart murmur? It's still there. It gets worse. Don't have to be honest with the physician for them to be, help me. This happens in the law field too where a client won't tell their lawyer the full truth. Then how can they help them? It becomes a, a great challenge. We have to be honest with who first with ourselves I asked a group of people recently do you have to learn to forgive others first or learn to forgive yourself first let's have a quick uh, decision how many of you believe you have to learn to forgive others first by show of hands how many of you believe you have to forgive yourself first by show of hands you knew that because I was already talking about being honest. <laughs> so I already gave you the, gave you the answer. <laughs> you, you can't forgive someone else unless you've learned to forgive yourself. I cannot be honest with someone unless I am honest with myself. And this is a challenge we have in our relationships with others. Whether it be our parents, whether it be a significant other, we don't know how to love ourselves. We don't love ourselves And then I get into this circumstance where I'm supposed to share that with someone else, but there's nothing to share, because I've not learned how to love myself. This is why I encourage all of our chicks, study Vedanta. Study Vedanta in a systematic, intimate way, because it's a study of love. Vedanta, tomorrow we'll be celebrating Holi. What is Holi the festival of? Festival of colors. There's more than that. Unity in diversity. That is the uh, festival of Holi. The colors make us all uniform, despite that diversity. And in Vedanta, love is equated to identification. You identify with yourself the most, you love yourself the most. I identify with myself the most, I love myself the most. So here, I have to learn to uh, love myself. And that's what Vedanta teaches us, is this is the science of love. And then... I can share that. So you might not be what you say you are. When I only know myself as a casual level, I say something, I am something else. That's hypocrisy. That's charaha. That is a cause for confusion. But what you say, you are. We have to be vigilant about what what we're thinking because the way we think manifests as our words, our words manifest as our... Actions. I'd written an article for a camp that was called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And when one is in high school and in university as well, who is the greatest, uh, what is the greatest sphere of influence in our life when we're in high school or university? Friends. friends. That's why our parents say don't give in to peer pressure and be vigilant about your friends. Because they affect our thoughts. Up until the age of 15 or so, it's our parents, whether good or bad. But after that, it becomes our peers. And I know we all know this. I went to high school three minutes from here. And the greatest gift that I received during that time period, and it's a gift that continues to give, is my solid group of of friends who helped me grow out of um, being limited with confidence to being ideally unlimited with confidence.
0: If you enjoyed what you heard or you want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at medium.com slash gurukula For those on the journey of self-development, Vichara Gurugula is a community forum that provides an opportunity to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.